Morning church, how are you? Lovely to see you this morning, to be able to gather in this space together and to enjoy God together. In a moment or two, uh, we're going to be worshipping led by Ren Collective. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. And we're going to be continuing in our Bless series of learning and growing in these everyday rhythms of life with gospel intentionality. Just to take a moment uh, to talk about the summer. Yes, in spite of the weather, it is summer. Um, and we want to have a really great summer um, together. Many of you are saying, when are we going to be back in our church building? And please uh, make sure that you're, uh, all your details are with us because the messaging is going to start to come out this week. So fill in a connection card, make sure we've got your number and your email, and we'll keep you in the loop about that. But we want to make the most of the summer, a building or, or otherwise. And um, we are planning and preparing um, with our transformed communities for a number of socially distanced get-togethers outdoors over the summer. And there's going to be all sorts of fun to be had. Um, so if you're not yet part of a transformed community, you might want to make this the time to connect with one. And for absolutely everybody in the church, what we're going to do is we're going to associate folks with these hubs um, so that nobody misses out on an invitation to connect with others. I know um, that that's something that many of you have been missing the most. And so we really want to make sure that you can be a part of that. It was wonderful this week to see so many of you a part of our uh, Zoom prayer gathering. And you just got to see one another and pray for one another. That was wonderful. We're going to be doing another one of those in August. And um, so wonderful as well uh, to see all of your uh, giving um, and to see the, the, the total that you've um, been raising so far as part of our COVID-19 appeal. So far, uh, we've raised over £4,500 which I think is really wonderful. If you've not had the opportunity to contribute, then you go ahead and you do that um, to bless our church and our community and those that we're partnering with globally. One last thing to say is to really kind of make the most of our summer. We're planning something a little different. And on August 23rd, we're going to be having a drive-in church experience. That's a little different, isn't it? It's going to be a lot of fun, we're sure. So you just make sure to bring the popcorn and the hot dogs and, um, and we'll do the rest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you've got that date in your diary. Come on, let's prepare to worship, shall we? I want to read to you about the blessing of God from Ephesians 1. And then we're going to be led in worship. Ephesians 1 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Blessed, 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 blessed. I hope you get that sense and come on, let's bless Jesus together, shall we? As we know his blessing in our hearts and in our church. How good to praise God, how good to bless his name. And really that's what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about blessing. Everything that we're talking about over these coming weeks, um, let me point that right. Uh, there's this great resource 
uh, that's going to be a part of our Transform community life. And so we want you to be a part of one uh, and you can continue the conversation um, that we're making available to our Transform communities. So make sure you're connected with one of those. Um, over the summer, you know, as we talk about preparing to re-enter our building, as we um, enjoy all of these opportunities to connect with one another, through it all, what we're wanting to do is really frame our understanding of the call of God upon our lives. Here's a shocker for you. Uh, the call of God upon your life is not solely about being in a church building. Actually, God has bigger plans for you. He has bigger and better plans for you. He wants your life to be full of his blessing and being a blessing, not only to his church, but in this world. Simply put, what we're looking to do is establish as individuals in homes, transform communities, our entire church, everyday rhythms of life, but with gospel intentionality. What do we mean by gospel intentionality? Well, that is doing the ordinary activities of life under the rule and reign of our good King Jesus. We're doing them for Jesus and we're doing them in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Gospel intentionality. It sounds beautiful, it sounds rich, but we know it can be tricky. You know, when we think about just the ordinary things of life, commuting to work, doing our work, taking our lunch breaks, when we think about doing the shopping, looking after the kids, um, organising their time, when we think about um, having our meals and going on our holidays, you know, should we be able to do that anytime soon? Look, all of these things, they're pretty tricky anyway at the moment, aren't they? How much more so? Um, and how should they change because of Jesus? What we're going to be looking at is something that we're hoping and praying will be richly a great resource for us and something that is not just for now, but is for always. We're using this word, bless, these five rhythms of life. And these things are going to help us to reorient uh, those ordinary moments of life around Jesus and his mission. And each week we're responding, um, not just to this call that I'm giving, but actually ultimately we're responding to our identity in Christ. Um, the one that God gives us by his grace and trying to bless others through what we do. So what are they? Okay, today, B, that's what we're going to be talking about. B is for bless. It's the simplest one to remember. And each week what we're talking about is aspiring to bless others. Might be some within our Christian community. Please God, it'll be some outside who don't yet know the love of Jesus. And we're looking to bless them in word, action or gift at least three times. The L of bless is for listen. And of course, our first port of call there is to listen to God. We are so, uh, how privileged are we to know and to experience this reality that God wants to speak to us as a father to his children. He guides us through his word and his spirit and listening to him, then we can listen to those around us, hear their stories, know them and, and learn to love them well also. B, bless, L, listen, E, eat. You're going to do it anyway. For some of us, we might do it a little bit too much. But how could we turn just this ordinary rhythm of life, breakfast, lunch, dinner, grabbing a coffee, all these kinds of things, into an invitation to community and mission? You know, times are strange at the moment, but it's not always going to be so. And we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Bless, listen, eat, as we speak. Having listened, we speak. 
Each week we aspire to tell the story of Jesus and our story of life in Jesus. And we make Jesus a normal part of our conversations. Of course, we're blessed in that only do we listen to God, but he hears us. We get to speak to God and depend upon him. Bless, listen, eat, speak, and Sabbath. And this is the rhythm of, of rest, of, of recreating. That's what recreation is really all about. And of being recreated in God, of celebrating what he's doing. And, um, and these are our bless rhythms. Today, we're talking about that first one, what it is to be blessed, what it is to bless others. I came across this wonderful story, um, again, from this time of, of lockdown. A young lady, Kiana Jackson, she was celebrating her 18th birthday with her family. Really different, of course, lockdown at home, but she was having a good time. And people were generous to her. She got up to, what was it, 450 quid, I think, in gifts from her family and her friends. And celebrations went on, tidying up. And they suddenly discovered that not only had the, uh, the envelopes from the cards and wrapping paper from presents gone into the bin, um, but so had the money all the cash gone and it was bin day they chased out but it was too late uh, the bins had been taken and so what do you do has it gone forever well they got on the phone and they got onto the bin authorities but there really wasn't much hope how on earth could they hope to find one envelope of cash in amongst all the bin well fast forward a few hours through the day and um, the story goes that the bin men returned to rapturous applause from people on the street as they returned they'd found the money they'd managed to root through all the rubbish from that lorry found the right bag delved into all the mess and found this envelope and gave it back to Kiana. It hadn't gone to the landfill in her town of Stockton. I think that's such a great example of being a blessing, don't you? And at considerable personal cost. I don't know about you, but I don't really fancy rustling through rubbish. I, is 450 enough? It probably is, actually. Um, look, the takeaway from this story, look, it's not that you should go rustling through your neighbour's rubbish in case they've thrown away the family silver. I think that might qualify as stalking. No, the takeaway from the story is actually we need to go rustling through our lives. Oftentimes there's so much clutter that accumulates. And sometimes, truth be told, there's quite a bit of rubbish in there, isn't there? And actually we need to do some work in our lives so that we can get not family silver, missional gold. There is opportunity for us to know God's blessing and be a blessing. So how are we going to go about this? Come on. As Jesus saturates our lives, they change. And often the change is not so much in what we're doing, our work or those kinds of things, or, or where we live. No, no. The focus is, is what changes how we do things. It shifts from ourselves and our own betterment toward God and his mission. Instead of serving ourselves and building our own kingdoms, no, we seek to bless others and we seek God's kingdom. Sometimes you've got to do things differently. Hey, maybe all the times we could use doing things differently. What we're wanting to do is live these rhythms of everyday life with gospel intentionality, ordinary things, but with him, for him, in his power, seeking the good of those around us. We bless simple things, but done with and for God, showing him to others. And we reminded ourselves last week, didn't we? It matters 
because we matter. It matters because we matter. You know, we come back to the story of God, don't we? Because of who God is and what he has done for us, we are now changed. We are all that we are in him. There need be no sense of inadequacy, no sense of not being good enough because God is good enough. And he wants to work his blessings through our lives. Our gospel intentionality, it becomes less of a, a chore, a thing to add to the list and more a sense of we get to do this in God because of what he has done in us. So let's spend a little bit of time tracing through the Bible uh, the understanding of what blessing is, what it is to be blessed and to bless. Simply put, blessing a person means doing them good or, or bringing them joy by acting or speaking or giving a blessing to somebody. We can materially change their circumstances. We can change their outlook. We can even change their health, their well-being by being a blessing. To bless somebody is a powerfully good thing. Biblically speaking, blessing God means to praise him. Of course, we can't materially change God at all, yet we can offer our blessing as praise, as thankfulness, as adoration. And there's a rather beautiful thing that happens here. You see, as we seek to bless God, guess who gets positively impacted too? That's right, we do, you and me. It's such a strange thing in the season, isn't it, to, to sing our blessings because we're, we're each in our living rooms or wherever we might be kind of encountering these uh, these times. And as great as it is to have Ren Collective leading us in this, it still seems a little strange to be kind of belting it out in your, uh, you know, in, in your dining room or wherever it might be. But, but for us, in whatever ways we get to praise God and bless him, it does us such good. We know we delight God with our blessings, but we also gain joy, gain that delight as well. Because of all this, it will come as no surprise to you to know that blessing is something that stems right from the heart of God. It's from the heart of God, and it's from the hearts of all those who are in God as well. Indeed, this is why it's such a major biblical theme. Let's trace this for a moment. Head with me right back to, to Genesis 12, and we find this character, Abram, there, who's going to be renamed by God, Abraham. And God promises to bless the nations through Abram. Uh, there's a blessing on him, a blessing on him and his offspring and all that will flow from that. Uh, there's, a, there's an inherent kind of power that God gives in the way that he imparts that blessing upon Abram. And actually, as the, the story unfolds, the blessings on Abram, but Abram actually curses Egypt, those traditional enemies of the people of God. And there's a whole other sermon there, perhaps, on the possibility, indeed the responsibility that the people of God have to bring the things of God's kingdom to bear here on earth. When we pray, as Jesus instructed us, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying for exactly that. And it's no surprise then, is it, that Jesus instructs us according to how we bless and curse and how that needs to be reflective of God and yet powerful in our circumstances. There's the experience of Abram, but it's not just something that stops there. It continues. Go through to his descendant, Joseph, Genesis 39 through to 41. You see these trying circumstances. And yet 
Joseph is blessed and is a blessing. He blesses the one who has bought him as a slave. He blesses the jailer who keeps him there in prison. He blesses Pharaoh who is over it all. And through him comes blessing to all Egypt. It's an incredible story. Incredible story how this one man, knowing the blessing of God, becomes the blessing, indeed the salvation of a whole nation. Continue with me through the scriptures. Ruth, what a wondrous character. And in that short book, there we see that this lady, she's a foreigner, she's a widow. Um, in that culture, not got much going for her, but she is such a blessing through her faith in God and the character that he has crafted in her. She blesses her mother-in-law and through her finds blessing among God's people. How about Jeremiah 29? Now I know, you know uh, that verse, verse 11, the plans that God has for you as well. But this is in the context of God's people being exiled, not where they want to be. They're not at home. They're under the cosh. And uh, tragically, it's come about through their own fault and failure. Yet even there, God's promise is true. His blessing remains and they are then to seek the blessing of the city that they've been taken to in exile to seek its good that it would prosper and then they would prosper also you see for Joseph for Ruth for Jeremiah those people they're blessed and they get to be a blessing even in trying and testing circumstances anyone out there facing trying and testing circumstances is there anyone not I know for some of us, there are very particular things that are really perhaps wounding you. And, and the, the wonder is to know that God's blessing remains the same for you. Indeed, Jesus, when he teaches uh, what we call the Beatitudes, these kind of statements and understandings of blessing, oftentimes the blessing is, is magnified or, or made particular for those who are in the worst circumstances. I think that's a real beauty of God's heart for you and for me. In trying circumstances, the blessing is multiplied upon you. The blessing of God's presence, of his comfort, of his promise for tomorrow, of his provision for today. And then the blessing gets to flow from us. You see, just because we're tested, it doesn't give us a free pass from being a blessing. Far from it. The Bible is incredibly clear about this. You see, let's look to Jesus, shall we? the one who had such wondrous compassion on those in need. We could lift all sorts of things in the scriptures, but Mark chapter one, just right there at the beginning of the gospel, read it through for yourself from verse 29 through 45. He sketches this unfolding picture of Jesus blessing those he ministered to. Here's what the verses detail. They say, he healed many who were sick. He went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. He was moved with pity. People were coming to him from every quarter, blessed, in communion with his father and, and blessing over and over again. Look, this is what it looks like to be blessed by God, to be a person of promise, to be sustained, to be protected, to be provided for, to know God's love, to be safe in him. And even when everything around us goes crazy, we can be people who bless from a place of security in the love of God. We can be people who bless a world of brokenness, bless those who are people of need. Apply this to your own life, shall we? Now head back to your first example there. In, in Genesis 12, Abram, 
and right at the beginning of the story, the promises that God makes to Abram, he says, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And the Bible shows us that God fulfilled those promises. Even though the people of Abram that he's fulfilling them to are often incredibly faithless in return, God remains faithful. And the Bible teaches us that through the work of Jesus, we are adopted, welcomed into that promise. It's extended to you and to me. So God blesses us through the story of salvation. He adopts us into his family. He makes us his people, promising this new creation to us and through us. You know, right at the beginning of our gathering, we read in Ephesians chapter one, that's what's being described, verses five and six. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. We're in God's family. And because God also promises to bless all nations through Abraham's descendants, through the family of God, so God intends to bless our world through us. You know, it's incredible to be reminded that we're part of the family of God, adopted, welcomed, being blessed by him. You know, it's not principally about receiving resources. It's not principally about getting tooled up and equipped to be a task-oriented person. Look, that comes, it certainly does, but principally God blesses because he loves. He blesses because he chooses and he loves you and he's chosen you and this is why he blesses you. Not just so that you'll be good at what you do, but so that you'll know his love, welcomed into his family. We're blessed because our father, God has chosen to place value on us. And it's from that relationship, that covenant promise, that flows the kingdom responsibility. We get to join in with the family business because we've been adopted into his family of blessing. How good is it to know that we're blessed by God because he loves us. We're blessed because he's chosen us. And out of his heart of love, he chooses to bless us wonderfully. God, our father, the one who blesses us, the one who loves us, he wants us to grow in that family identity, that family likeness. We who have received blessing from God are to bless other people. We get to be like God in this. In Ephesians 2 and verses 8 through 10, they're, they're verses that we've become very familiar with over recent months as a church. We find this wonderful prospect. It says there that for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, we are so blessed by God, aren't we? And so very blessed that truthfully, there's just too much for us to keep it in. The blessings of God are made to overflow. That choosing, that working of grace that he's done in our life, it's intended then to overflow from us into the world around us. You might be familiar, many of you are, no doubt, uh, with a bit of a a contrast that's found in the land of Israel between the Sea of Galilee 
and a little down river. The Dead Sea, now it's the same river, the Jordan River that flows into both, but the Sea of Galilee, it flows in and then it flows out again the other end, that the water is constantly being refreshed and it brings new life. That sea, that lake is, is brimful of life, absolutely full of fish. A little bit further downriver, the Dead Sea. The difference is the water flows in, but it doesn't flow out. There's a reason why it's called the Dead Sea. The only thing you find in there is all the salt that leaches out of the land around about. It's dead. It just gives us kind of a, an interesting illustration for what it might look like for our lives. Come on, God's blessing flowing in, 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 but what's flowing out? You're made to be refreshed in blessing and to be a refreshing blessing in the world around you. Jesus said in Matthew 5, uh, to those who are blessed by God, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. This is a, a wonderful outworking of blessing, isn't it? That we don't just bless and, and kind of just leave it there. Actually, God brings about faith through blessing. He brings about his own glory through the blessing that you and I get involved with. What can this look like? There's this wonderful story in the book of Acts in chapter 9 there, verses 36 through to 41. You can look at it for yourself. And, and Peter there, a man who, who knew what it was to be blessed by God in spite of his own shortcomings. He, he wants to operate in the blessings of God, and he does remarkably. He raised this lady from the dead. It's astounding, isn't it? Um, who was much loved for the, the kinds of things that she did for others. This lady, um, Dorcas, she's been a blessing in the community, and, and, and the tragedy happens, and Peter comes along and nothing of himself, but rather praying, um, announcing the power and the presence of God in this, this lady wonderfully um, comes back to life. What, what is this happening in this story? This lady, she's a blessing. And she's a blessing because she was blessed to be in Christ. She was blessed and so she was a blessing. And then even in the midst of tragedy, here comes this man of God, Peter, he's blessed. And so he chooses to be a blessing, to bring the blessing of God, even in these tragic circumstances. And then as the story goes on, the whole community is blessed. You can imagine, can't you, seeing this incredible miracle. Wow, it transforms the community with the blessing. And as the, the scriptures tell us, many more people come to faith in God. Uh, because of this. It's this wonderful cycle of blessing, causing blessing, causing blessing, causing blessing, because no one's wanting to hang on to it, but just to pour it out in the heart of God. And you know what? When you pour out blessing, it never runs dry, because God is inexhaustible, the one who can raise people from the dead, just as he did with Jesus Christ. Hmm. He wants to pour out immeasurable, unending blessing. Sounds pretty good. Well, that lady Dorcas, she was a great lady. You might say, well, I'd be very happy with blessing somebody like that. How about blessing your enemies? How about blessing tricky people, difficult people? Well, the Bible is full of this too. And time and again, Luke 6, 28, Romans 12, 14, 1 Corinthians 4, 12, bless those who curse you or revile you or who mistreat you. Um, bless them and don't curse them. 1 Peter 3, verse 9 puts it like this. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. 
For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Do you know what? In actually uh, transcending and transforming the narrative of, of, of cursing in our culture, all of the, the anger and vitriol that tends to swirl around by us being counter to that culture, not only do we bring about a change in our environment, in our society, but we get blessed as well. My goodness, you can't exhaust the blessing of God. Do you remember the story in the Bible of Naaman? He was the commander of the Syrian armies, the enemies of God's people in Israel. Uh, but this guy, he had a particular um, suffering of his own. He was struggling with leprosy. And in 2 Kings and chapter 5, um, the story goes that there was this young Israelite girl. Now, she'd been taken captive by Naaman's armies and is now working as a slave girl in his house. You might think that she's full of resentment and hatred and she's seeking his downfall. But seeing his suffering, she says, actually, I think my God can help here. And so she sends him to the man of God, to Elisha. And you may know the story. Read it for yourself. It's a great fun story. But he is, a, he is eventually healed. His skin is cleansed and made just like a, a newborn baby's. And a wonderful transformative story. Wow. What grace. What kindness. What a blessing that young girl was. Even in circumstances, not of her own making, but that would cause most people to tend towards resentment, hatred, despair, she still chooses to be a blessing. And the story tells us that Naaman, he's not just changed on the outside, but he's changed on the inside. He now wants to worship that same God. Now, this man who had been her master is now part of her family of faith. And you can imagine that changes everything, doesn't it? You know, he describes himself how it's going to change his worshipping life. It's going to change his spiritual life. It changed that home. You can absolutely guarantee it. This young slave girl, by choosing to be a blessing, not only has she transformed his circumstances, I tell you, she transformed her own and the circumstances of everybody in that household. What a wonder is blessing. Look, we can bemoan our lack or we can celebrate our blessings. We can despair at what's going on around us or we can resolve to pour out what we have knowing that we'll never lack in Christ. We can resent those who trouble us or we can allow our lives of blessing to be their reformation in God. And we're just going to pause now and come to a time of allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us in putting some flesh on these bones, letting the tire hit the road. You know, you're going to be in your transformed communities working out the practical realities of what it is to be a blessing. But right now, just pause. You might want to still yourself, close your eyes if you can, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in and around these questions I'm going to share. Firstly, think of some of the ways that you've been blessed by God. Think of the ways that he's poured his goodness into your life. And think of some of the ways that others, people who are part of your family of faith, have blessed you also. As time progresses, now start to think about ways that you can be a blessing to one another. Maybe to your family, maybe to your friends, maybe to your neighbourhood. Think about the ways that you as an individual or you as a household can bless other people. And the ways that you as a transformed community can bless those around you that you're interacting with. 
we extend our thinking to the whole church we think about some of our responses to the season we find ourselves in the food pantry the social supermarket we're developing how can you be a blessing to others through that can you help practically in developing the space can you volunteer your time and your heart to serve others when we launch that what ways can you be a blessing let's reflect on these things as we come now into a time of worship i would encourage you just come around communion would you do that in your home whether you're with others or even just on your own take the bread take the cup Think about how it is that God has poured the immense blessing of the life of Jesus into your life. Thank him again for this delight in the wonder of his grace and ask God to help you to grow in these family characteristics, to be someone who receives God's blessing and shares it widely. Let's worship together, take communion, reflect upon these things, ask God to guide you to be a blessing.